Today's quote comes from author and poet Brenda Sutton Rose. Ask me about my childhood, and I will tell you to walk to the edge of the woods with a choir of crickets chirping from every direction, a hot, humid breeze brushing through your hair, your feet bare and calloused. Stand there, unmoving, and watch the dance of 10,000 fireflies blinking on and off in the darkness. Hey y'all, I'm Paul Severs, interpreter with Great Parks of Hamilton County, and you're listening to Take It Outdoors, a podcast where you can enjoy the outdoors from the indoors. Summer is just around the corner, and if your childhood was anything like mine, you spent many a summer night chasing lightning bugs through the backyard, catching them, putting them in jars, maybe smearing a few on your face and your arms. Catching lightning bugs is a rite of passage for children. So, who better to talk about the childhood wonder of lightning bugs than a child? We'll begin today's episode discussing the lightning bug ritual with my kids and the kids of Great Parks interpreter Stephanie Morris. Then we will take it outdoors for a night hike with Tom Hughes to dive deep into the beautiful yet deceiving and murderous, yes, I said murderous, lives of lightning bugs. Well, thank you all for joining me today. I'm so glad that you guys came to talk with me about lightning bugs. So first, though, I want to know your names and how old you are. So can you say your name and how old you are? I'm Liam, and I'm eight years old. Liam, and you're eight, and you are? Owen, six. What's your name? Alice. And how old are you? Five. And what's your name? Crosley. And Crosley, how old are you? Wait. <laughs> Can you, how, how old are you? Three. Three years old. All right. So my first question for you guys is, do you guys like to catch lightning bugs in the backyard? Yes. <laughs> yeah. What's so fun about catching lightning bugs? They glow. So they glow, but you don't want to squish them in half? Yes. You do or you don't? You don't. You don't want to squish them in half? That's good. That's good not to squish them. Crosley, why do you like catching lightning bugs? Because, because when it's stoked, they glow up. They glow up? Yeah. Yeah. So can we ever catch them during the daytime? No. Yes. Do you see them out during the daytime sometimes? But when's the really good time to find them? At nighttime. Nighttime, yeah. And then they glow up. Yep, and then they glow up. All right, do you guys have any idea what makes them glow? Do you have any, any guesses? <laughs> well, chemicals. I think it's chemicals that are like the glow sticks have, but they're different ones. Glow sticks are artificial chemicals. Yeah. And the fireflies make their own chemicals. Well, geez. That's, yeah. <laughs> you got it. Yeah. Okay. So chemicals that are like a glow stick, except they make their own chemicals. Yeah, that's a great answer. At least do you agree with that? No. No? <laughs> what, I agree with the glow stick. What do you think it is? <laughs> they don't have glow sticks inside of them. I know. Sparkles. Sparkles. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> There's no light in the night for them to, for the sparkles to sparkle from. Hmm. So maybe they make their own glow stick and it reflects off the sparkles. I don't think they make their own glow stick because creatures don't make plastic. <laughs> <laughs> they do not make artificial 
scuff. Do you know why they glow? To talk. <laughs> to talk? I think to get a mate, probably. To get a mate? Yeah, that's a, that's a really good answer. They're, they're, so it's kind of like they're talking to their friends? Mm-hmm. Yeah? Crosley, why do you think they glow? Because when it's dark, they glow. Just because it's dark? <laughs> so is it like a flashlight to help them move around? Yeah, like see where they're going. Yeah? Because they light up because they're going to fly. So it's kind of like a, like when you're at an airport, all the lights on the runway. Yeah. And they'll fly to the moon. <laughs> <laughs> they're flying to the moon. That's a long way to go. So why do you guys like to catch them? What, what makes it so fun just to run around in the backyard and catch them? Because they glow again. <laughs> because, so it's just fun to catch them and watch them glow in your hand? No, it's, yes. because, yes. it's because they're bugs and I'm bugs. <laughs> <laughs> it's uh, fun to put them in a jar. You put them in a jar and watch them glow? Do in your we, room. In your room. And do, do we always keep them in a jar or, or should you let them go afterwards? When, when it's, maybe when it's like, when it's like Christmas or Mother's Day. Or grassy day. <laughs> Crosby, have you ever eaten a firefly? <laughs> um, I eat a fly some, sometimes. You eat them sometimes? Yes. Do you I cook them before so. you eat them? You cook them first? Yeah, and then they get, and then they get, and then I put cheese te- in them, and then they turn into, uh. What about you put tomatoes in them? And then they put cheese in them, and then it changes them to... And then grass. No! And then it changes them to a cheese sandwich. So you take a lightning bug, you stuff it with cheese, and then it turns into a cheese sandwich. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Can you guys describe what a lightning bug looks like? A bug that lights up. It looks like a bug that lights up? So if it's a bug, how many legs does it have? Six. It, I think it looks like a beetle <laughs> with a light on its butt. <laughs> yeah, that's right. It's a beetle with a light I on its butt. I think they have one, two, three, four. Four lights. I think it has four butts. Lightning <laughs> <laughs> bugs don't have four butts. All right. So if it, it has six legs and it's a beetle. Does it have wings? Yes. Do you know how many sets of wings it has? Two. <laughs> Two sets of wings? Yeah, does it have antenna? Yes. Yeah, maybe. I think yes. <laughs> you think yes? Does it have eyes? Yes. Yes. Does. How does it see if it doesn't? Do you guys think that lightning bugs are something special that we should protect? Mm, yeah. Maybe. Why do you think it's important that we should protect lightning bugs? So they don't get hurt. So they don't get hurt? So they and so scary things don't get them and fire them. I what think kinda... so people in the future can catch them. Oh, so people in the future can catch them too? Yes. Yeah. Crosley, what kind of scary things could get them? Like, I think I know. 
a dragon or a tiger or a dinosaur. Do dragons <laughs> even exist? And dinosaurs are extinct, Crossley. I know why. So, Liam, I like your answer when you said that so that people in the future can, can catch them too. I, I like that. But those are all really good reasons to protect them. What are, what are some things do you think we can do to help protect them? Not squish them on your face. Yeah, <laughs> not squish them on your face. That's a good answer. Um, not let a baby eat them. <laughs> not let a baby eat them, yeah. Or chew on them. Or chew on them. Not or, let, or bite them. Or bite them. Or turn them into cheese sandwiches. <laughs> <laughs> That's a very good way to protect them, is not turn them into cheese sandwiches. <laughs> When you guys get old like me, do you think you're still going to run around and catch lightning bugs in your yard? Yes. Yes. Crosby, are you going to? No. No? Why not? Okay. You are? Yeah. Yeah. So do you think, can you... Can you ever be too old to catch lightning bugs? No. Yes. No. Oh, and at what age is it too old to catch lightning bugs? When you break your bone. When you break your bone? <laughs> oh, yeah, you probably shouldn't run around if you break your foot, but <laughs> if you break your butt, you, I don't know if you can still run around. <laughs> Do you guys have a favorite memory of catching fireflies? I was camping, and I used a flashlight to make them think... I was a firefly. So you were like flashing the light on and off to like, so you were acting like you were a firefly to catch a firefly? Yeah. Did it work? Did you catch any that way? Uh, maybe. I forget. <laughs> you forget? I think I So got maybe it. then you'll have, to, you'll have to try it again to see if it works. Okay. Are you guys excited to go catch some lightning bugs Me. again this year? We're not I'll take that as a yes. If fireflies made a noise, what noise do you think they would make? Bing, bing, bok, bok, bing, bing. Fireflies aren't chickens. <laughs> but let's say they could make a noise, though. What, what do you think they would sound like? Blink, 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 <laughs> I think they, they would yell, ah, when you tried to catch them. Oh, you think they would scream when you try to catch them? <laughs> At least, what do you think they would sound like? Quiet. They would be quiet. Yeah. So we are about to take it outdoors with Tom, and Tom and I are going to go catch some lightning bugs. So do you guys have any tips? Since you guys are the kids, you guys are the pros at catching lightning bugs. Do you guys have any tips for Tom and I um, when we, we go outside? We can bring mommy's water bottle and put them in there because it's all empty. So an empty bottle to, to put them in? Uh. Okay. What, what other tips do you have? Having your hands like this, not like this. Because like if this, you do this, <laughs> it'll smash them. <laughs> so, so you don't want to clap on a lightning bug. You have to do this. No, if you do this, like... If you do this, it's just flat all over you. So no, you don't I, want to clap your hands. You want to, like, cup your hands instead so yes. there's space in between your hands? You do not want to do this. So you want to be really gentle 
and I, and take care not to crush them. Do this. Do you guys have any other any other tips? Do not cut. Try to catch lightning bugs in the winter. You won't find them. You won't find them in the winter time. It's too cold. No, too they cold? come out to go bleh, dead. So <laughs> when is the only time we can catch them? Summer, Summer, spring, and fall. Where do you think they go in the winter time? Uh, they go home. Where's their home? Underground, somewhere, tree, up in the sky, out of space. I think it's on Neptune. All right. Any other tips? So we have tips of take a flashlight. Don't don't squish them when you catch them. Be gentle with them. Don't turn them into cheeseburgers. <laughs> don't turn them into cheeseburgers. Never microwave. Never drive kids with a lawnmower. What do you think that was? I have no idea. I mean, because I heard barred owls call immediately after, but... They were probably, you know, the way barred owls are. You think that's maybe a juvenile? <laughs> Your guess is as good as mine, Paul. I have no idea what that was. Being outside at night is just the coolest thing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. Yeah, being Glenwood, I don't know, for being like in the, like, being such a small park, it is like, it's a really neat little park for how small it is. All right, Paul, I see these fireflies, but they're not doing too much twinkling. What? Yeah, they're just kind of staying in the sky, just kind of sedentary. There's all kinds. I mean, we're looking at... I was trying to make a joke. I was looking at the stars. Oh gosh, I totally missed it. <laughs> All right. Well, on that note, so <laughs> so I brought nobody you, understands me. <laughs> so I brought you out to Glenwood Gardens. We're back at Glenwood again. Remember when he got me completely soaked in the river? Well, this time he put these waders on that I brought up two and a half feet tall. I have some long legs, so I got completely soaked in the middle of this algae-filled pond. Looking for these frogs for his F and T week. <laughs> That's what I've called it, by the way. F and T. F and T week. Frog and toad week. Frog and toad. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. So, yeah. so you're welcome for that. All right. Well, I appreciate you coming out here. You're welcome. But this is one of my favorite spots for lightning bugs. Because one... That's right. We're talking about lightning bugs today. We are, and it's still... We're recording in May. Which but is too early for lightning bugs. What... Typically, yeah, we don't see them in our backyards until June or so, but they're here, and part of the reason they're here is because these are a lot of different species than what you might just see in your backyard. So if you kind of look out and look at the flash patterns, I mean, there's at least five or six probably different species. Okay, Paul, can, I t can, can we talk about the one that I hear stories about? Yes. I see one on the ground flashing on the ground. Is that a naughty lady trying to bring in some <laughs> yeah. guys that so, otherwise think? Is, is that the cannibal? So, well, we'll get there. Ah. We'll get there. We'll, we'll talk about, we'll, we'll, we'll get there. So. Apparently we're not allowed the, to talk about the exciting one first. Well, no, we'll, 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 we, we, we got to set the <laughs> stage, yep. We have though. to talk about Osmii, Blanc, Cronfluff, <laughs> We have to set the stage. All right, we'll set all right, the stage. Before, you got to understand the, the prelude. The, this, this, everything about lightning bugs is a symphony. 
So you don't say Maestro take me to the climax in a symphony. You want to you get the build up. You you get the build up. So I want to talk about I mean we'll go through the whole life cycle, but I I want to talk about the one that everybody kind of knows. It's um some people refer to it as the the Big Dipper lightning bug. It's also known as a firefly. Or a firefly, depending on where you are from. Although maybe we should even go back a little bit further in that lightning bugs are not bugs. Fireflies are not flies. They're certainly not arachnids, but they are actually beetles. So a beetle basically is, it's obviously a type of insect, and it has wing coverings. So those hard outer layers that kind of protect um, the the wings inside. So that's kind of what one of the things that makes a beetle a beetle. So lightning bugs are beetles, and because they are beetles, they also start out in a after they hatch from their eggs in this larval stage that kind of looks more like a monster almost uh, when you get up close to these things they are monsters and this is where you know lightning bugs See, i don't are... know a whole lot about lightning bugs but i do know a little bit and i've seen the lava they are pretty intense right paul they are because they are very predacious and so you know with lightning bugs you know i mean for me growing up and if you're from this area or in the eastern united states you know if you get far enough west their lightning bugs aren't out west um, ah, take that out west. Yeah, I mean, they get everything else, right? They have like a dozen species of hummingbirds, and we have one. Yeah, but, but hey, one we like, got the lightning it's bugs. It's like the Jon Snow of hummingbirds. It's like the <laughs> the prince who was promised of hummingbirds. So I, I have I'm to assuming put a game that's Game of Thrones, <laughs> Yes, right? it is. Yeah, so it's okay. going to be every podcast, Paul. <laughs> every single one, there's going to be Game oh. of Thrones. And then, and then on the final podcast, it's going to be a huge disappointment <laughs> of a reference. <laughs> so... You know, catching lightning bugs is a rite of passage for so many kids. It's this beautiful summer activity. There's these these very gentle creatures. They just light up. They're beautiful. It's it's peaceful. It's it's magical. Um, but really, they're kind of these. I mean, they're predacious. With yeah, you just venom. lift up those layers, and underneath is a is a horrendous creature of nightmares. Absolutely. So, the larvae, they're kind of this plated larvae. They look like you know, these worms with armor on their back. When you look at their head, they have these what look like two huge pinchers. And they actually use those to, uh, you know, a lot of their prey is snails. So they'll climb on the back of a snail. They slit the neck of the snail, inject their venom to paralyze them, and then eat the insides. That'd be kind of mean if they just left them. Like they didn't even eat them. Yeah. They just slit the neck and was like, ha! I've got you, snail. And then he just, <laughs> he just climbed away. Yeah, I mean, they, they do it for a reason, right? You know, I mean, they eat these snails, but that's not the, the picture that we have of these gentle lightning bugs. Like, when they're larvae, they are extremely voracious It's always predators. the beautiful ones that are the most dangerous, Paul. Absolutely. Well, and that even... We'll even talk a little bit more about that later. We're going to your, get to what oh, I was trying absolutely. to talk about. I was trying to get to the climax at the very beginning. Yes, yes. Paul doesn't like that, I guess. So, you know, they'll stay larvae for quite a while. Some of them can actually stay a couple years. Um, but they're down in the ground, so we don't see them that often. They hang out in leaf litter and rotting logs under rocks, things like that. But to be a firefly, to be a lightning bug, the larvae glow. So all lightning bug larvae glow, even though 
the adults don't. There's some that don't glow, right? Some that do not, right? Are you There's sure some... about that, Paul? I thought there were some like that were around in the winter time, like the larvae that were alive in the winter time that don't glow, right? Am I wrong? I'm. Yeah, we might have to. Gonna say you're wrong. Oh, okay. All right. We'll have to. We'll have to put get the people to vote on this, whether if I'm right or you're right. So. I'm pretty sure I'll win. All the larvae glow. Not all of the adults glow. There are some. Maybe that. Maybe it's. Maybe it's the emerge. Maybe because there are adults that emerge in early spring, late winter, right? Yes. So maybe that's what I'm thinking of. Yes, but and those are like the one. There's one that's called a winter firefly, and it is diurnal. That um, might have a really weak light. Even some of them don't have lights at all. Some of them have really weak lights. But either way, the winter firefly, it it is yeah diurnal. Um, but the larvae certainly do glow. So that's what makes a firefly a firefly. They're a beetle, the larvae glow. And that glow kind of tells predators, hey, don't mess with me. I am actually, they're venomous. So um, now are they likely gonna bite you and hurt you? No, that's not gonna, not gonna happen. Honestly, um, I've never heard of a guest that was no. like, uh, Tom, I heard that there's like uh, firefly larvae around the forest. They're not, they're not gonna get me, is it? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that would be an just, interesting conversation. Well, I mean, so many, I mean, they're not something so, you see a lot of either. That is true. That you, is true. you just don't see. So everybody, your fears have been quelled. Yes. Paul has. I'm being a. I'm being a, a nightmare today. I apologize. <laughs> <laughs> so these predators, or these predators, these larvae, they're predators. They go around eating snails, other invertebrates like worms and things like that. Uh, eventually, they pupate, and then in the springtime. Most species, at least in the springtime, the adults emerge, and then that's when we see them. Get the glow. They get the glow. So that's what we're doing here tonight is watching these, all these different flash patterns. You know what's interesting is there's there's non-flashing right now, except for that one. Now that one. one. But literally five seconds ago, I think I saw 50, 60 fireflies, and now there's nothing except for like a couple of them. That's kind of interesting. So they, it's, you know, it's kind of a, a little bit unseasonably cool right now, I think. And they, lightning bugs like humidity. But, but they could start, see, am I wrong that they're starting to maybe yeah, come no, back a little they're bit? they're coming, yeah. How weird is that? So. I wonder why that is. They like that humidity. So in fact, like when we were kids, you know, we'd always put like grass in there or something like, oh, they're going to eat the grass. Well, they're not going to eat the grass. They say if you do want to catch them and keep them in a jar for a short time, um, you can put like a a wet cotton ball in there and then that will actually keep that humidity up for them because that's what they, that's what they like. Um, Which is why a lot of times we don't see them until later, until in June and things like that because that's when it gets more humid. so the adults, though, they're out, they're flashing, and the whole purpose of this flash is to attract a female. So what you see flying around flashing right now are all males. The females are on a perch somewhere, either up in the tree, down on the ground, somewhere they are perched. I heard, you know, I heard, have you heard of the blue fireflies in Carolina? Yes, the so, Fossus. Uh, I think it's a genus Fossus. Yeah, you know what, I think it's a genus Fossus, too, um, <laughs> from what I read in the book. Uh, of fireflies but um, I heard that I guess because they're so famous because there's these blue fireflies that fly really low they're called like blue ghost fireflies also known as glossus 
Flossus. Flossus. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, sorry, it was my slight speech impediment that got me there. It's Flossus. But I guess you can't go up to them as closely as you could back in the day because obviously the males are glowing, but the females aren't. And I guess people have been walking on all the females. Oh my god. And. Um, squishing the female so now like when the blue ghost fireflies are out they've actually got like a barrier um, so that you can't uh, get too close so that you don't accidentally hurt the females which I think is kind of interesting yeah so yeah so like he said you know the the males are the ones that are, are flashing there and the females are just waiting for that flash and they will respond with their own flashes but a lot of times it's we don't really see it because they actually have muscles in their abdomen to where they can direct their flash directly towards the male that they want to really? attract. And it's all about timing for them. And from my understanding, it's a, a timing to the point that our own eyes, we wouldn't be able to make it out. But when they record them and use computers, they can actually see that the females are, are looking for the proper time response. Each species, though, is going to have a different flash pattern. So the one that we see typically in your backyard, it kind of makes this swoop of a J. It's known and as the T-Firefly. T-Firefly? Mm-hmm. Just to muck with people. Okay. <laughs> like, Who's just, looking at me like... Because sometimes I don't know if you're making entire, a joke or if that's what you call it. This entire conversation, I don't think I've said a seri single serious thing. And when I said when the I T5, like, he just looked at me like, really? I didn't know that. And like, are you sure about that, Tom? Oh, man. Wow. Oh, so... It's known as the J Firefly. The, the J or the, um, the Big Dipper, but it's Photinus pyralis. And Photinus is a very common um, genus. And the, so Photinus pyralis, the Big Dipper, and it makes that J. And what you see, that's the, the male. The females, again, perch somewhere, and she will respond, but she's not going to do that same J swoop because she's perched, obviously. So she's just going to maybe do like a two, two quick flashes back at him. Mm. Um, and then... Is that who's on the ground right now? Well, I think those are... Although I don't even see any Photinus pyralis out here or the Big Dipper right now, even out here. Oh, okay. They're a little bit later. Um, but so, again, each species will have its own flash pattern. So you might have some that are just a, a regular pulse every couple seconds. You might have one that's just one pulse, but it lasts for a couple seconds and it kind of gets brighter and then fades back out. So each of these different flash patterns will rep represent a different species. So right now, yeah, there's that. That is probably the coolest one that I see right now. The it's, like a, it's like a Tommy gun. Yeah, it's just these really quick flashes, but it, it kind of shimmers as it flashes. Um, I'm seeing some that are just, it's one flash and it seems to stay in place. I see some that it's one flash, but it, it seems to move. So it's almost, you, we see like a streak. Um, the cool thing about out here is there's one that's almost a reddish or an auburn kind yeah, of I've color. Yeah, I've heard about this red firefly. I haven't seen it I haven't, yet. I haven't seen one yet tonight, but that is a, it's a different genus. It's a pyractomena. It's the and, blood moon firefly. And sometimes, there you go. Actually, I like that, yeah. <laughs> um, and sometimes you can tell maybe the different genus by the 
color of the flash. So, like the photonic. This sounds very. Um, this sounds like identifying bees, except it's, more fun. <laughs> like like identifying bees, you have to look at the you know pronotal lobe, the scopa, the the you know the hairs, and all, all these very intricate things. Um, I guess with identifying flies, you get to look at their flashes. Which... You do, but ultimately. I mean, you actually have to see it flash, and then you have to catch it. And yeah. some can be similar, but ultimately it comes down to the, the firefly experts. They identify the different species by dissecting the genitalia. Uh, you, bees! So yep. There you go. Yep. You have to pull out the genitalia yep. to figure out, you know, uh, what species it is sometimes. Yep. So, or, or, or their glosser. You see if they've got a bilobed glosser. So, so I may not know a little bit about fireflies. I'm not completely incompetent. I'm just mostly incompetent. <laughs> <laughs> so, let's see where we're here. Um, we're talking about the different flash the patterns. Flash patterns, yeah. So, like with the Photinus, like the the Big Dipper, it kind of has this greenish, but almost a yellowish kind of glow to it. There's another very common genus around here called Photurus, and it's larger than the Photinus. Um, but theirs is a, a really very green kind and of flash. And the size of a minivan. And the size of a minivan. Like if you yeah. see this guy it, lumbering it, it, it across the sky. It, it's so bright it blinds it's like you. A, yes. yeah, it's like a strobe light of <laughs> the music theater. And you hear the buzz. So they're pretty rare. They're pretty fun to find. And then, of course, you talked about the, the blue ghost, which has a, a blue color. There's yeah, a we got Domina, a, which has the auburn or red kind of color. Do you color. think Suzanne and Julie would have let us go out look at go to Carolina on, on park time and look for the blue ghost stuff. I well, you know, here's the cool thing, though, is if you go down looking for the blue ghost, you can also swing through the Smokies and find the synchronous fireflies. We're going to stick with the, the Big Dipper, all right? And it's, it is making that swoop, and it's trying to attract a female. So it's flying around your yard, making that swoop, and it's looking for a female to respond. I'm saying, look at me. I am not camouflaged in the least. Yes. I'm bright. Come and, my, come my, and, come, come and get me. My timing is perfect to when you respond to me, I respond in the perfect amount of time, and that tells the female this is a good solid male that I want to mate with, that these are good genes to pass on to my children lightning bugs and so we'll name him but leonard that <laughs> and susan the and, and gronk the male though is also looking for that proper response of time and pattern and so he decides to land he walks up they mate all is well, right? Um, then the male probably dies shortly thereafter. The female lays eggs and she dies shortly thereafter. Um, most adults only live a couple weeks. So the larvae might live two years potentially, depending on the species. The adults, very short-lived. Um, some of them don't even eat. I mean, they just, they're out to mate and then they die. Well, the thing there is, and this is what Tom really wanted to talk about, is that the dun, larger Photurus, they can mimic dun, dun, flash dun, patterns dun. of other species. So this Photinus, he's flying around, doing the J-swoop. He sees a female respond. Gets a little closer, swoop, female responds. Gets a little closer, swoop, the female responds until eventually he lands. Well, because that Photurus is larger, and it mimicked that flash pattern. This male is thinking, I'm going to 
mate, this female Thoturus is thinking, I'm not your same species. I didn't call you in to mate. I called you in to eat you. Oh, yeah. So this female is tricking the other male species that they're flying in thinking they're going to mate and instead they get You better have some like eaten. Jaws music in the background while do, you're talking about that. this. Yeah. So, but the reason they're eating them isn't necessarily just for the energy, but it's actually to get a poison that the Photinus have. Really? And I did so, not know that. Yeah, so it's this um, poison that they call a Lusa Bufa Gin. All right. And so Lusa, light, Bufa, you know where that comes from? Uh, t- toad? Yes. Yeah. Because the poison. Ah, I know something. The poison in a L- toad. Mr. Microphone. Mark <laughs> that down, Jeffrey. <laughs> I got something right. The poison in a toad is chemically very similar to the poison in the lightning bugs. Oh, okay. So Photinus nice. can make this poison, Photurus cannot. But mm. the Photurus can eat the Photinus incorporate that poison in their body and now they are also poisonous. I will gain the power of the things I have consumed. So, have you ever caught a lightning bug and you saw like right behind its head like little like droplets of white blood kind of come out? No. Have you ever seen that before? I've okay. never seen that before. Well, hopefully some of the listeners have and that's actually, it's something called reflexive bleeding and they're they're pushing that out because there's that poison in it and it's bitter. Um, Do bats eat them? If the bat was to eat one, chances are it would probably... It, I mean, the the lightning bug might not survive the encounter. Yeah, but he but ain't going to eat anymore. the bat's probably going to spit it back out. He ain't going to eat any... But, I'm, I'm bats have a surprisingly long amount of time. Like a little brown bat. I don't, what, like 10 years, 15 years, something? I don't... Yeah, don't, they can, no, I, they I can be like, longer yeah, don't, lived don't, than don't you get, I know that I know they're a lot longer lived than you'd think. Yeah. So once they eat that one mosquito, a mosquito, lightning bug... They're like, nah, I'm good. Right, but in studies, though, they've seen... This works against birds. It works against spiders. But in studies, they've actually seen, like, with birds, that, like, something like 80% of the lightning bugs actually survived the encounter with the bird. Oh, So okay. the bird spit it back out, and the, the lightning bug survived. Because he secretes okay. it before right. it gets jumped. But again, the photurus can't make it like the photinus can, and so they have to eat the male photinus to get that poison. That's so these, neat. you know, very docile beautiful, magical, rite-of-passage creatures, and yet the larvae are these voracious predators that slit open the necks of snails to, to paralyze them and suck and out the insides. And consume their cousins to gain their the, poison. The females can mimic flash patterns, tricking the male, thinking, males thinking, I'm going to mate, and instead it gets eaten. They're not these, you know... Again, yeah, the lightning bugs just stopped. Oh, there's one. Yeah, right? Isn't it that crazy? It is cool. Well, actually, like... going back, we I kind of we, we didn't finish talking about the synchronous lightning bugs. Um, what's interesting, they're down in the Smokies in the Elkmont area. And again, it's Photinus carolinus. And they will flash in sync. So it's not like they just all glow like and then stop. But it'll be pitch black. And then all of a sudden, they glow for a couple seconds. They blink, blink, blink. And then they all stop. Oh, then they'll blink, blink, blink. And they'll stop. And... There's another, you know, record of a synchronous in Asia. And um, so they knew about these ones in Asia. And this lady from down around that area read this story about these synchronous light, you know, fireflies. Well, she wrote the author of the story like, oh, they're here in Tennessee. And the author of the story just blew it off like, no, they're not. Well, a couple years later, he happened to be around that area in a speaking engagement. He's like, you know what? 
I'll swing by and we'll check give it, it out. a go. Because we'll Elkmont, before it was a park, was a, a vacation spot um, that people had cabins there, and so like they would come and spend the summer there. And then the park kind of, when it became a park, they allowed the people to stay there through a certain year. I forget when. Um, and so these people, you know, like the lady who saw it, kind of grew up seeing these oh, okay. lightning bugs every summer. But it wasn't, you know, outside of that, nobody ever really saw them except for the mm. people. And they just thought, oh, this is cool, like not realizing how unique it is. So oh, finally funny. this, um, you know, this guy showed up and he's like, these actually are synchronous. And he took all the credit. <laughs> so it's, it's kind of cool that, you know, we can actually just take a couple hour trips down to the Smokies to see something that's actually really unique in the world. Well, isn't that a thing with lightning bugs? Isn't it kind of... As a, for the past six months, it was spiders. Now I guess it's going to be bees. <laughs> but it's like fireflies are a kind of thing that we see all the time, but we don't know how many species there are. Well, right? and that's part of the problem because people will say, I don't feel like I see as many lightning bugs as I used to. And probably that's true. I mean, things like habitat loss and pesticides and herbicides and all kinds of stuff, light pollution even, you know, when you're dependent on light to see for mating at night and all of a sudden it's brighter than it ever used to be, that's going to mess up their ability Whole generations to... of species completely wiped out that we didn't even know existed. And so, but the, the, the issue is, okay, it seems that we are losing lightning bugs, but the problem is nobody ever counted before. So we might have less now than we ever did, but we don't know what there used to be. And it's simply because nobody was looking, nobody was counting. Lightning Um, bug is lightning bug. I mean, there was a species of lightning bug that was found in Ohio last year that had never been described in Ohio I before. heard about, weren't they on like a random hike? Like they were just on some yes, lightning bug a, hike and, um, and the lady who like was on, the leader of the hike was like, wait a minute, this thing is flashing differently than I've ever seen and it turns out it was a whole new species. It was, well, it was not a, a brand new species. It was just one that had never been um, Discovered found in Ohio, in Ohio before. Oh, okay. and it was, her name was Lynn Faust. She wrote, actually, she has a field guide to lightning bugs, which is just cool. It, it could even be just a good coffee table book. It is so neat to look through. For, for a guy who um, remembers Carolinas Photinus, it would probably be a very good coffee table book. <laughs> <laughs> it's cool because it has, like, you open up the cover, and the cover flips out, and it has all these different flash patterns of all these different lightning bugs. Oh, okay. And it's, it's just, it's really cool. Um, there's another great book that I would recommend. Um called Silent Sparks and it is by Dr. Sarah Lewis and um, she's another leading um, researcher of lightning bugs and it's just it's a beautiful book as well that it's just a, it's a really interesting read and you might think oh that's kind of nerdy like oh let's buy this book and read about I lightning would bugs never, but it's like I would never suspect a thing it you, really is this it's just a really cool book because you it she really gets into all the ins and outs of mating and that when you know males mate um, they actually will pass on like this packet of protein to give more energy to the females and the female can kind of like you know possibly mate with multiple males and say well this is a bigger protein packet so these are this is um, you know this is the one that I'm actually going to use to fertilize my it's eggs. It's kind of like penguins with the rocks. <laughs> but what's also cool is you know at the beginning of the season there are far more males than females. So females can be very picky about who they want to mate with. Mm. They, you know, they, they have the, they're going to take the, the cream of the crop. But towards the end of the season, there's far more females 
than males. Oh. So now suddenly the tables have turned and the males can be picky. Oh, yeah. And some research has suggested that, you know, once a, a male finds a female, he will actually kind of grab her and figure out her girth. Mm. And which will tell him basically, hey, how many eggs are in here? Oh. And so he can maybe reject her and fly on until he finds one of an appropriate size that says, okay, this is more bang for my buck here. I'm going to be able to pass on more of my genes. She's much larger. She's, she holds more eggs and I can, you know, mate with her. Lightning bugs are just, I mean, they're amazing. It's, it's, again, it's something that every child loves. You know, my daughter, she already found the first lightning bug of the season in her backyard, and she was just so excited when I got home to tell me. If your backyard like mine, you might only see one or two, but it's still fun to kind of pick out the different species. And even you can, if you start in the, you know, around dusk and wait for the first ones to come out, and if you stay out long enough, you'll start to see different ones that come out later. Um, so like the Poturus I talked about, the larger ones, they come out a little bit later. A lot of times you'll see those flashing more up in the trees, where the photinus, the smaller ones, might be more closer to the ground. Um, so you'll start to see different behaviors, essentially. You know, different flash patterns, different areas that they're flashing, different times that they're flashing. Um, you'll see the, the timing of the flashes. Some might be, you know, one species A does three flashes, but they're really fast. Or species B does three flashes, but they're more time in between so you recommend getting I, th I think people should get that book even if it's even if it's just something that they uh, glance at I mean it's just interesting to appreciate yeah. an insect that we don't really know as much about compared to other even though even though they're like one of the most obvious insects that you oh, see absolutely if you just know a little bit like me I mean as I said I am by no means a firefly expert um, but the little I do know gives me an appreciation that I otherwise uh, wouldn't have. Yeah. Well, uh, I think a lot of time it's easy to assume, oh, a, a firefly is a firefly. But when you really stop and you really start to, to focus on what you're looking at, you'll see that there's so many different kinds and there's so many different behaviors. And when you catch them, they, <laughs> they all kind of look alike still. <laughs> but, you know, at night, it's, that's when their, their differences really... No pun intended, but shine. Folks, that is our show for today. I hope we were able to take you back to your childhood so you could relive a few sweet summer memories. And if you have your own kids, I hope you create new memories with them that they will long cherish as well. And if you don't have kids, well, you're never too old to run barefoot through the backyard chasing a lightning bug. Just make sure to post a picture to social media using the hashtag GreatParks. For more information on all our parks, upcoming events, and programs, head over to greatparks.org. I would like to thank Liam, Owen, Elise, and Crosley for joining us today. Can you all say bye to the listeners? Bye! Bye! <laughs> bye. <laughs> and of course, thank you, listener, for joining us today on Take It Outdoors, a podcast where you can enjoy the outdoors from the indoors. Check back next month for our next episode. And until then, I'm Paul Severs. Get outside, enjoy nature.